Welcome back to Runkle Recaps. Tonight we're doing episode 1.11, The Limo. Good evening, Jen. Hello, Steve. There were some really good moments, especially around the, the not Moby. <laughs> yeah. It was just okay. Yeah. Overall, I mean, it's not my favorite Are you episode. making fun of me? I am. Oh. <laughs> but it was just an okay episode. It, yeah, it's not one of my favorites, but... It's not it okay awesome. It is not okay awesome. I think I like this better than okay awesome. Mm, I think I like okay awesome a little bit better. Although I'm, I don't have okay awesome in front of me. I've ranked this one 139, so it's pretty far back. Yeah. Oh, I found a new phrase that I annoy myself with when I listen back to our episodes. Is it mine or yours? Mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't have one, really, I don't think. Although you're saying so a lot, just like I have. Yeah, we need a better... Interstitial. Oh, I've I've cut most of my sews out, so <laughs> that's only your problem now. But <laughs> just leave mine in. No, no, no. I don't cut them out through editing. I mean, I've eliminated oh. them from most of my speech. Gotcha. No, the one that I now get annoyed with myself for is I say it's funny. You know, it's funny when I'm th- instead in replace uh, replacement of it's interesting. Huh. I had noticed. Oh man. The last one I drove myself crazy with. I started to cringe every time I heard it. <laughs> so that's one I'm going to work on eliminating. All right. I also would like to include a segment of things that I hate that other people say too often and too many people are saying them, and it becomes very widespread. We know that I hate super. Yes. I'm starting, and I've discussed this with you. I hate when people, too many people now are saying, oh, 100%. Yeah, I, <laughs> and I've pointed out to you before you've said it on this I podcast did. before. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I did hear myself say it. But I only said it once, and I don't say it in regular life very often. But now people are upping it to, oh, 1,000%. So 100 wasn't enough anymore. Now they're doing 1,000. I feel like it's going to keep going up until it's... 1 million percent. Inf- oh, infinity percent. Infinity <laughs> plus 1. It's just never going to end. So that's my new segment of things I hate that people say that too many people are adopting. Some other things that came and went were a lot of people were doing sorry, not sorry all the time on Facebook. Yep. Can you think of any other ones that you that drive you nuts? No, this doesn't bother me. This is more of a you thing. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so me. It's more of me than I've ever been. <laughs> I know this has always bothered you. Oh, yeah, when people post on Facebook and... They only write one word to introduce a meme or a video, and it's just this. Or so much more this. <laughs> yeah, that, and, and, you know, a couple times doesn't bother me, but when everyone starts doing it and people start adopting it and stealing from each other, why can't they just steal from TV shows like we do? <laughs> and what does this damn cat mean? That's going nuts. That cat meme, I don't quite understand it. I... Looked it up. It's like some lady from The Real Housewives, but I do not understand why there's a cat there. I think somebody just put it together because it looked funny, and it just blew up. I'm sure I could Google it and get a full explanation. Or you tried that. I think somebody had actually posted an explanation of it. We start off... Do you have anything else that you want to cover before we jump in? I do not. I have no complaints. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a few. (laughs) Is there anything going on in our lives of interest? Not really, right? It's no. This week is Thanksgiving, which 
Thanksgiving is maybe my favorite day of the year. I like my family, and we get together with my family, and there's a lot of wine. And I host so much more wine. I host so much more wine. <laughs> and I get a belly full of turkey. That's right. But because we have this at my, my brother's house, we don't get turkey leftovers, which is actually one of my favorite parts of Thanksgiving. So we buy a smaller turkey and cook it for ourselves on Sunday night after Thanksgiving. And that way we can, and then we have our own stuff in the very generic kind, which I think is the most delicious. <laughs> and, you know, mashed potatoes out of yep. a box. Which I don't love, but. Well, do you want to make, you can make, you can mash potatoes if you want. Maybe. I'm happy to have you do it. Yeah, mashed potatoes out of a box are definitely not my favorite, but they are much more convenient. Mm-hmm. I don't find that I like the regular kind that much more, so it's just one of those things that I don't mind going the the cheap route for. Oh, and I meant to tell you, in I think it was in like People magazine or something, there was a recipe for the moist maker. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We've never talked about that on no, the show. No, we have not. That's from Friends, uh, the post-Thanksgiving sandwich that Ross would make. No, oh, Monica makes four Ross. Oh, that's right, where the, the middle piece of bread is dipped in... Gravy. Gravy, and... It's a turkey sandwich. It's called the Moist Maker. And then somebody steals it at his office and he gets really mad. That's a good one. <laughs> it's a very good episode. So we can make our own Moist Makers this year. Uh, the real one, not our imitation versions we always try to make. Okay, we're going to jump on in. <clears throat> episode The Limo. Basically, everyone's in one place for this, or at least this all, the entire story is surrounds one setting. And pretty much everybody, all the characters are in it together. So it's not several different stories, but what it comes down to is Ted gets a limo for everybody for New Year's Eve, and he spent half of his Christmas bonus on it. We start off the episode with him telling his kids, kids, New Year's Eve sucks. It's always a letdown. And we've kind of gone over our opinion of New Year's Eve when... There was sort of a top list from OK Awesome on right. things that are supposed to be great but really suck. Right. So, yeah, we've kind of, or the show's already dived into this a bit. Yeah, we know Ted's opinion on it. Um, I don't disagree. New Year's is eh, generally just OK. <laughs> Would you stop? <laughs> I'll try. Everyone's waiting on the street except for Ted, and then Ted pulls up in a limo. He's standing up through the moonroof, or sunroof, whatever you want to call it. It's not safe. Oh, God. <laughs> and we start off with three hours till midnight. This was his big surprise for the gang. Well, Last... Did you see everybody's face? Like, they've never seen a limo before? They are pretty excited. They were very excited. Um, yeah, <laughs> I should say, half of his Christmas bonus, that's, you know, pretty generous of Ted. I did surprise you with a limo on the night that I proposed to you. Yeah. No, that was fine. Your expectation is that we were going to my mom's rabbi's house for dinner, which you weren't looking forward to. I was not. I mean, no, nothing against him. He's wonderful. No, but it was like a Friday night. Yeah, it was a Friday <laughs> night. I'm usually exhausted by the time the work week ends. This was many years ago. And also you have to dress sort of conservatively to go there. So. Well, I don't usually dress like a hooker. Sometimes, back in the day, you used to show a little cleave. Yeah, but it's not like... Now you're more marmish, but... Marmish? School marm. Yikes. <laughs> well, you don't 
show anything anymore. Well, you no. cover up a lot. I'm, but you didn't. I'm somebody's mom. Yes. And you're somebody's marm. <laughs> That's a bad joke. We'll maybe cut that. I'm going to put that as my worst joke of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, that was your expectation. And then the limo pulls up. And I can't remember if we talked about this. I think you kind of knew what was going on once you saw the limo. Oh, of course. No, why else would we have a limo? I mean, at that point, we had been together over four years. We had been talking about getting married. It wasn't a surprise. It was more of just a when kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And the limo took us on a drive into D.C. Well, we lived in D.C. at the time, but we went to the memorials, which are all beautiful and lit up at night. We went out to the Lincoln Memorial, and I proposed to you in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Yes, it was very lovely. Yeah, by the time the, the... It was nice that I had different things planned. Yeah. The dinner afterwards, and then our, our friends being at a bar waiting for us to come in and help us celebrate. But by the time you had a limo came, I liked that we did it in front of the the memorial, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a... It was like, I don't know. It, it couldn't be romantic any, as romantic anymore because... You knew what was coming, so it's just like, hey, let's just find a good spot to do this. Right. Right. As opposed to me having like a picnic basket hidden behind a bush <laughs> at, at the memorial. It's really just let's do. find a good spot and then I'll say what I wrote down that I'm gonna say and then we'll we'll go. But that's okay. No, it was it was nice. And actually we just passed that anniversary. I think you proposed it like the end of October. Mm. That was Good memory. 2011, so yeah, eight years ago. Ted says that last year they all went their separate ways, and it sucked on New Year's Eve. And so he took everyone's party submissions. He narrowed it down to five parties that they were going to visit in order. Now, is it me, or does that just sound terrible? Like, that's so much moving around. You're in New York City. Presumably the traffic is not going to be, you know moving that quickly like it just seems it seems like a bad plan in three hours yes yeah I didn't even think about that especially in three hours I I could see it if you're starting the evening at you know 4pm and one of the party starts early so you're going to hit that one early but if you're trying to do three parties that are spread across Manhattan yeah five parties that are spread across Manhattan in three hours that's stupid a better plan and this is sort of what you and I used to do when we would bar hop is if we find a bar where we're having fun we're gonna stick at that bar right yeah so i guess you'd have your list of like okay if you know party number one isn't great then yeah we'll check out two but yeah it just seems like a weird plan to say i'm gonna go to five different parties yeah i would have had the rule that we stay at the party if it's good and then there has to be a qualifier like four out of six of us agree that it's a good party and we want to stay out of it stay at it if if you know i would set up rules for it you would. Yeah. <laughs> I would qualify all that. But, no, that wouldn't make for a very good episode of TV. So, True story. So they did um, decline the party in Barney's pants, even though there was a picture of the pants in the Evite. Yeah, he was pretty excited about how he put that together. <laughs> it's an old joke. It is. And Lily's excited to meet Mary Beth at party number one, who Ted works with and he says she hugs him a lot or is always finding excuses to hug him so he assumes she's into him um we'll get back to who more about her and barney cuts in and says people ask 
and he goes into this speech of how people want to know how he's so psyched all the time. And so he has his Get Psyched Mix CD. And we Ask have Lily your parents. <laughs> CD, yeah. So we have Lily cutting in, as always, kind of calling out Barney, like, really? What people? Like, <laughs> Lily doesn't ever sure. just go along with yeah, Barney's little games. This playlist is all rise. No fall. And he he starts it off with You Give Love a Bad Name. And I remember we had to go through this quite a bit on the first time we tried to record this episode of, or we're preparing for it, of it seems like it's just all one song. Right, yeah. The way that I remember it was that it was just You Give Love a Bad Name over and over and over, and it turns out that's not the case, but that's just the only song we ever hear. Right. And we do get to see what the other songs are. If you do a little research, you can find it. I have that list. So it has I Want to Rock by Twisted Sister. I like that one. It's a good psych song. Yeah. I think I used to have that on a workout mix. Uh, you Give Love a Bad Name is actually number two. So oh. in, in the way this list is laid out. And I think the way someone found this is they just kind of froze it yeah. when somebody was looking at the list. Yeah, because I think when he holds it up. You know, and again, back in the day, people used to write the names of songs on their big CDs. It has Lick It Up by Kiss. I, I don't know what that is. Mm-mm. I know who Kiss is, but not Lick It Up. Paradise City, which is a good one by Guns N' Roses. Although I would have done Welcome to the Jungle. That's a better psych-up song, I think. Yeah. Than Paradise City. Agreed. Dancing with Myself by Billy Idol. Mm. Now, I like that song, but that doesn't. that's not that psychable. I wouldn't get so many psychitudes. Yeah. No, it almost doesn't seem to fit with the rest of them. That's interesting. Rocky Like a Hurricane by Scorpion. That's that's a good one. Yep. Panama by Van Halen. Again, not a very psych-up song. No. It's sort of middling on tempo. <clears throat> Talk Dirty to Me, which I love. I usually have that in some of my mixes that I play by Poison. It's a good but song. not a psych-up song. I was going to do Poison. I'd rather do the one where it's Saturday night. And, and, uh, no, wait, that's... That's not Poison. No, there's a Saturday night... Are you thinking of Elton John? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not thinking of the Elton John song. Um, I can't remember the name of the Poison song, but it's like I've been working all week and I'm going out on Saturday night. It o- right. Rock of Ages kind of opens up with it. Oh, my gosh. What is that song? That would have been better than Talk Dirty to Me, although, again, not very much of a psych-up song, but, all, but a good song for going out. Right. You know what song I love to go out to if I'm going out on the town? Bright Lights, Big City. By CeeLo Green. Ah, yeah. It's a, it's got such a great opening beat to it. It's like very big band sounding. It's very loud. And that's all I have to say about that. Was that number one on your Get Psyched mix? I remember last time I went to New York City, I made a New York City list that I played as I was like going up the Jersey Turnpike to get me excited about <laughs> New York City. You need to get excited about New York City? I just like to do these things. <laughs> just, okay? Thunderstruck by ACDC. Oh, we're not done. I thought it was over. <laughs> no, we just rambled on. Um, I don't know that one. Dr. Feelgood, that's a good one. Thunderstruck, I think you do. I think this one that has like all the thunder in it <laughs> from ACDC. That doesn't help me. I can't think of an ACDC song that has a lot of thunder in it. And then Round and Round by Rat. That's okay. Yeah, I don't see that being... Super psych. Okay, so that's that's the psych up jam list. 
there's once he puts on you give love a bad name everyone's kind of psyched and then we have to deal with a bad marshall moment of oh, that we are over these yeah his extra psychitude and then he does the robot yeah i have a down as a marshall joke candidate marshall stop dancing please <laughs> his robot gets better though the the driver turns out to be ranjit hello he says he's moved up by becoming a limo driver yeah. And I like this. I don't think I had noticed this before, but Robin's kind of like, wait, who's this guy? It's on the Hulu version, but not the TV oh, version. okay. Because, yeah, I just noticed that tonight, too. I meant to, I was thinking about writing it down, but I was going to just let it go. Mm-hmm. But you're right, yeah. And Ted's response is, oh, it's just some guy we, that gave us a ride one night that we ended up hanging out with. It's a long story. I'll tell you another time. Right. And I just, yeah, I thought that was a... A good little bit to throw in there, because, yeah, it does make sense. Like, Robin, Robin doesn't, doesn't know, know him. him. <laughs> Robin's not going to continue on with them. She's going to go out with Derek, who is the hundred millionaire. Yes. Not billionaire. Good-looking guy, played by James Tupper, who we now know in... You say Big Little Eyes, I don't recognize him as being that guy. Like, I believe you, but I don't see it. Yeah, but it is, and you know, obviously this is 15 years earlier or so. Not quite that many. 12 years. Yeah. But, yeah, so he's in Big Little Lies. He plays Madeline's ex-husband. But, yeah, I don't. I do not. <laughs> I don't see it. I can see it. He has aged quite a bit. He still looks good. Yeah, I remember thinking, you know, he was a cute guy in, in the show, but. He's aged pretty well, I think. Mm-hmm. Ranjit's taking them to party number one. We get a, a time marker of two hours and 30 minutes. They're coming back in the limo from party number one. Marshall liked party number one because it had pigs in blankets. Marshall has low expectations, apparently. I like pig in blankets. I mean, they're fine. I don't know that I would call that out as a marker of a great party, though. At this point, we're meeting Mary Beth. And she is quite a hugger. She hugs everyone, and then they have sort of a running line of, oh, you're friendly. Yeah. But it kind of, it it does a weird thing where it kind of destroys Ted's theory on she must like me because she hugs me all the time. So we're seeing her hug everyone else. That's just what she does. Right. But she quite clearly does like Ted. So it sort of mixes you up a little bit for no reason. That doesn't take us anywhere in the story. No, but I think it's just... A good bit that he says, oh, yeah, I think, you know, she's into me because she hugs me all the time. And then, yeah, we get her hugging everybody. So, you know, it's just a little thing. But And the actress is Kathleen Rocks Perkins. And we know her very well as Carol in the TV show Episodes. Yep. She's kind of a pitiful character in that show. (laughs) At least in the first season because she was always having the affair with, uh, what's his, I forget the name, Murray. Murray. Uh, That wasn't it. Mort. <laughs> Merck. Merck, yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was something with an M. Uh, Paul Reiser's cousin in Mad About You. Oh, yeah. Um, Barney brings a lady into the car with them, Natalia. And she's Eastern European or from, seems like what might be a, a Russian satellite country. Barney makes a joke that he doesn't know where she's from, something like drunk off her assistan. Yep, she's pretty lit. Yeah, the, the Eastern Europeans, they seem to be some of the last bastion of people we're allowed to make fun of with accents and where they're from. Yeah. This is kind of it. 
them and Americans, I guess. <laughs> I guess we still go after Canadians without too much yeah, trouble. that's true. But even, you know, well, well, French. I think the Italians aren't liking it too much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to have some lobby going on. But yeah, the, the Eastern European, we, there's still a lot of bad guys in movies. and Still? <laughs> sure. Probably even more so now with the whole, you know, Russian, Ukraine. Mm, probably. All right. We'll see if your Eastern Europe, Europe becomes a protected class at some point and we can't do accents anymore. Lily's feet really hurt. Her pain to hotness ratio is not working out for her on her shoes. Now, you can relate to this because you never wear uncomfortable hot shoes. No. <laughs> As in, you can relate to it because you can't take the pain. You will not do this. No, it's a terrible idea, especially, I think maybe I used to a little bit. I remember wearing heels more, like, before I moved down here, but I think once I moved to the D.C. area and we were out all the time and walking, like, we always lived, like, walking distance from bars, it just became untenable. Yeah. Good point. Barney presses the mix CD again, and I have have a note in here, is it... You give love a bad name. Is it restarting each time, or is it every song? We've already solved that problem, but right. I guess I, we didn't by the the time we had recorded the last version of this episode. We're down to another time marker of one hour and 55 minutes to midnight. And they get back in from party number two. It was lame. They left, or they think they left Natalia behind. Everyone says they didn't like her. Barney kind of goes after them for being rude to a foreign, someone from a foreign land and makes kind of a lame joke on, joke on how they choose to turn their back on her and he ter- chooses to turn his front on her. Yeah, not great. Not a good joke. Robin calls. She got stood up. So... Well, I have in my notes that yeah, we start to see Mary Beth kind of seeming into Ted, so of course he gets called from Robin, so that all starts to go down the drain. Yeah, Robin tends to ruin other relationships he starts to get into before they eventually couple up. Yep. Either on purpose or not. Yeah, I think... Well, I mean, in this instance, she didn't know, but I think some of it is on purpose. Once she gets back in the limo, you think? Or you mean... No, just in... Victoria. Yeah, Victoria, for sure. I think, you know, just different relationships down the road. Over the series, I think we see Robin kind of not wanting Ted to be with other people, even though she doesn't want to be with him. It's Well, I don't think it happens after they break up, but I think it really only happens with Victoria. But this, there are shades of that here where she's not being very sensitive. At one point, she sits in between them yeah. in the limo. Yeah, and he, you know, she knows that he's on a date, so yeah, maybe be a little bit more respectful. And he's not being very respectful as right. well because he offers oh, yeah. to kiss her. Right. And also he's, he's taking everybody way out of their way to go get her when, you know, she could just meet them at the next party. Right. Agreed. And then he, again, takes them out of their way to, to go get hot dogs. Right. Robin shows up. She says Derek got held up at work. Who works on New Year's Eve? Well, I guess that's what it takes to become a hundred millionaire. <laughs> Ranji kind of pointing out, like, hey, <laughs> yeah, I'm working. The mood in the limo is kind of down, and Barney keeps trying to play the psych mix. People aren't in the mood for it. They go to Gray's Papaya for the hot dogs. Never been. We'll put that on the list next time we go to New York. 
there's a cute little scene where Barney's wondering who's who he's going to kiss. He's kind of being down on himself, and he said he doesn't want to end up kissing Ranjit. And I like Ranjit's, you don't know what you're... I'm not going to do his accent. We're not allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. That is a protected class now. Uh, but he says, you don't know what you're missing. It really is only funny the way he says it. <laughs> so I really regret <laughs> not being able to... <laughs> Not being able to say it in his in his accent, but at any rate, Lily runs, decides to leave and go back for a shoe change, and there there are way too many babies going back and forth between her and Marshall at this point, <laughs> and it goes on later too. And then Derek calls Robin baby as he gets into the limo. I made it, baby. Oh, I hadn't noticed. Yeah, there's it really grated against me. <laughs> oh, I call you baby. What? When? All the time. Never. <laughs> Are you serious? Can you give me one example of when you call me baby? Like every day. Baby. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't hear it. Baby or honey. <laughs> honey. Yeah, but not baby. Yeah. I don't. Because sometimes Tyler will answer. <laughs> well, now I know I won't do it anymore. Well, I'll have to listen out for it now. See, I want to call you out on this if it's not true. Okay. And I'll start a week from now because you might start doing it on purpose, but then you'll forget. <laughs> All right. There's an unnecessarily, in my opinion, sentimental goodbye between Marshall and Lily. I think it's kind of funny <laughs> because, yeah, they talk about, you know, oh, we'll just meet at party number three. And then she tries to be like, oh, happy new year, you know, just in case. And Marshall's like, you know, super serious. Like, no, don't say that. We'll find each other. Baby. <laughs> All right. We have one hour and 18 minutes until midnight. And now, as I mentioned, Robin's sitting between Ted and Mary Beth. Yeah, not great, Robin. And then, who says it first? They think they see Moby out the window. I'm yeah, not sure. I'm, uh, I think it's Marshall that says it first. I'm Wait, is sure. that Moby? The actor that is n- not Moby, but looks like Moby, <clears throat> is J.P. Mannix. I don't know if that's how you spell it, pronounce his last name. But he pops up in a lot of things. I've seen him on Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was on Veep, Modern Family. Now, do you recognize him from Veep yet? Because I remember when we recorded the first time of this, I was like, I cannot think of who this guy is. I feel like he's already come and gone because we're on, what, season six? Yeah, I was looking it up, and it says he goes through 2019. So I think I think I can picture him, but I just like I literally could not find a single picture of him like on the internet being on Veep. <laughs> so I think I know. He plays a congressman, and I'm pretty sure I can picture who he is. I remember him having come through and uh, saying, hey, it's not Moby. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm 95% sure. And that doesn't count towards the, oh, yeah, 100. Oh, yeah, 95%. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's different. So do we have to explain Moby? Because, you know, according to our Spotify statistics, we have a lot of young listeners. <laughs> well, we could just say it the way Ted says it, which is... <laughs> Kids, Moby was a popular recording artist when we were young. He did a lot of sort of house music, I think. And Ted refers to him in this version on Hulu, and I don't think I remember this from the TV version of, sorry, I saw a bald hipster. I went, I I think Moby. (laughs) And I was kind of like, really? Were were we talking about hipsters in 2005? Yeah, that that caught me off guard, too. That was was an early hipster reference. Although I do remember, I don't don't remember which specific episode, but I do remember they used to call Kramer a 
hipster, hipster doofus. doofus. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that was a different thing. Yeah, I think the meaning kind of changed a little bit. But it seems like, you know, it's still in the same vein of how we use it now back in, two, I guess this would have been 2006. Well, I think when Kramer took on the moniker, it wasn't about a movement. And in the last 10 years, hipsters seem to all kind of do the same thing. Maybe. Like, they all have ironic mustaches and or are really <laughs> into uh, beer tastings and, I don't know. I, I can't. think they grow beards. Are you trying to be a hipster? I am. I'm a sad... I'm Steve. <laughs> I'm 44. I'm an old hipster. I'm, I'm a sad old man trying to be a hipster. <laughs> they call out to him as Moby on the street. He seems very far away from the limo. And then all of a sudden it seems like he's right next to it. Yeah. And he responds to Moby. <laughs> right away, he seems very, very strange. And he tells them that he's going to some party downtown. They ask if he wants a ride. And he gives a strange look around. He's like, hmm, sure, why not? Barney introduces <laughs> himself, saying he's a big fan. So this guy's kind of just going along with this without... Yeah, I mean, there's no way this guy doesn't realize that he looks like Moby. Yeah, I wonder. Does he at this point, want Moby's them to think he's Moby? He doesn't seem to know who Moby is when they ask him, you're not Moby, are you? Hmm. He says, who? Now, that could have been just him continuing with the act, but... I wonder. If he really wanted them to think he was Moby continuously, he probably would, have, would not have... Well, we'll get there. <laughs> yes. All right. Marshall's face during this exchange oh, my God. It's so of funny. talking about Moby's party <laughs> and the, the idea that they might go to his party, his face is just priceless. <laughs> it's so great. He's so excited and, like, biting his tongue. He's trying to call Lily, but can't get to her. Lines are jammed already, which seems early, but... Not Moby invites them to his party. And again, they were calling him Moby this whole time. Right. Marshall, yeah, Marshall can't get through to Lily... Circuits are jammed. You know, that's not a problem we seem to have as much anymore. Yeah. I wonder if because we built out the mobile networks much, much larger. But circuits jamming. You and I, I remember we had a long conversation about the circuits jamming thing when we did this recording last time. You seemed very (laughs) confused by it. Like, what are these circuits that are jamming? Right. I still don't quite get it. I mean, I know there's towers and things that cell phone signals bounce off of, so I guess a bunch of them can't do it at the same time. Yeah, I mean, eventually they do go through some sort of, you know, ground network. Hmm. It's not all air-to-air, you know, communication. But at any rate... Anyway, convenient storyline. Marshall leaves because they're going to go to a different party. He doesn't want Lily to be left at party number three by herself. Yeah, and it's a little surprising because he seems so excited about Moby and going to Moby's party that I'm surprised. He kind of ducks out pretty quickly after, you know, this seeming like the greatest moment of his life. But he's going to meet them at party number three. They're going to Moby's party and... They're on their way. Moby is enjoying, or Moby picks up the CD and likes Barney's mix and agrees that mixes can be all rise. Barney mentions he never leaves home without it, which I find interesting because how many places is Barney going where there's a CD player for him to put this 
mix into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could see that if he had a car, but he doesn't. Yeah, so I think Barney's probably really excited when MP3 players and iPhones start being able to play music, and he can transport this mix a little easier. Yeah, I wonder, I want to track it, do we ever see them using... I don't think so. Like a, an MP3 player on this show. I feel like we don't. No. What year did the show? The show started in 2005. I think it mm-hmm. went to like 2014, maybe. It was nine seasons, so I right. guess at least 2014. Yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe 2015 with the... Yeah, because the season typically crosses a calendar year. After Barney says that he doesn't go anywhere without a CD, not Moby, says he feels the same way about Janice, and he pulls out a gun. And everyone kind of freaks out quietly to themselves. We come back from a bur- like a commercial break, and Moby's retelling a story as he's kind of swinging his gun around about whether or not he damaged somebody's motorcycle. And then he has this like <laughs> maniacal giggle. Yeah, and everybody's very quickly realizing that this is a bad situation. This is not Moby trying to figure out what's going on. Ted's the first one to call this out. He says, you're not Moby, are you? And this guy says, who? And he thought that they called Tony to him, which is also not his name. <laughs> right. This guy's great. I, I just love the way he's playing, <laughs> not Moby. Yeah. And, you know, this guy looks like a couple other people that I can think of. One, yes, Moby. Two, he also <laughs> kind of looks like the guy that was in Community. Yeah, Jim Rash. Yeah. He, I get these guys mixed up a little bit. And he was on Community, too, which I'm sure was part of the plot line. Like, I'm sure he was supposed to be Jim Rash's doppelganger. doppelganger. So I cannot remember. I watched Community, you know, when it was on, but I've only ever seen it once. Yeah, I think the Moby guy is the very best part of this show. I think without that, this episode would not be nearly as good. All right, so they're telling Moby that they're not going to go—not Moby— we should just call him Eric because that ends up being his name. Right. We don't so, know that yet. But. No, but we'll just start calling him by Eric. They they say they're not going to go to this party. He's like, are you sure? There's a guy that he goes, are you sure? It's going to be nuts. There's a guy there that owes me money. <laughs> Marshall Marshall's phone rings that they still have. Barney picks it up and pretends to be Marshall. This is kind of a lame yeah. joke, not even a joke. He's like, hey, baby. I think we get another baby there. She knows yeah. it's him. She's at a party. This is a great part. So, so she's at party number three. or She yeah. she thinks she is. Right. At this point, we think she's also at party number three. And she's like, you guys, this party's great. You should come here. Oh, my God. I think Moby just, wa- I, Moby just walked in. And they're like, get out <laughs> of there. Panic. Right. <laughs> Wait, he has a gun. <laughs> that was really well placed. Yeah. Now that was, that was really good. The way they weave that in. That was really party number four in actuality. Turns out Eric took this, Eric, not Moby. Man, now I don't know what to call him. I'm going back to not Moby because <laughs> I mean, it'll his get too confusing. Name. True. He, it, ter- it turns out he took the CD. I think if you get a guy with a gun out of your limo and he takes a CD, that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a win. Yeah, and especially because mixed CDs, you can just remake them. <laughs> True. It wasn't like, you know, the mixed cassettes that you really had to, like, be recording things and simultaneously kind of recording. You can just burn that CD again. 
But Barney doesn't have it now, so I'm sure to Barney that's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you can burn it, but I remember back then it took a while. Depending on how fast your internet was and how fast your computer was, I guess. Yeah, I mean, 2005, 2006, it was probably still fairly slow. But the, the music was not lost. I do remember when I first got iTunes, the excitement I had to make all these CDs. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, I'm going to be able to make up a CD like a professional. Did you actually music. make CDs? Yeah. Oh, funny. I don't remember ever seeing you listen to a CD. Yeah, this would have been a couple years before you met me. Oh, okay. I didn't have, I mean, I had iTunes, but I didn't, and then I didn't have an MP3 player, like a mobile player for a while, for a couple years. So I would just have CDs that I'd play in my car because I had a CD player in my car. I used to have so many mixed CDs, and then I started dating you and left them in my car, and they all got stolen. Hmm. Yay, DC. (laughs) Yeah, that was a bad run. And then I learned that I needed a car alarm. (laughs) Those were not a thing in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that was the one, that was the worst part of DC was, Mm -hmm. I mean. I mean, my car, before I even moved down here, my car was broken into three times. And then I think we had another, at least two or three in the four years that we lived together. Yeah, and it was supposed to be okay if you don't leave any bags that are visible or anything right. that is of worth of value. They're probably going to leave it alone. But two or three times a year, if I was parked down on the street, it would get broken into without any of those things. I was always tempted to just leave the door unlocked and leave a sign that said, <laughs> it's unlocked. There's nothing in here. Uh, you can look through if you want because I was sick of paying the $350 to right. replace the window every time. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons we moved out as soon as <laughs> yep. Jen got pregnant. Now we're in the burbs. And our car has not been broken into. No, but if I've left the door unlocked, it's been <laughs> We do get some and, rummaging on occasion. Yeah, I mean, it's probably high school age kid. Actually, you know, lately people have been saying that they've been seeing someone that looks a little older than high school. Yeah, coming through in we're ways. getting a lot of next door and ring camera activity. Not in our direct neighborhood, but in some of the outskirty neighborhoods. Yeah, I wonder how how much ring is going to start kind of changing things. And it depends. I think the video. I think the video is still only so so. You get all these. You can see it on Facebook a lot, all these videos of, does anyone know this person? They stole yeah. a package. Yeah, I think it's I wonder how many of these like, people are getting then busted. Yeah. That's after they're getting blown up. Yeah, like, like those, the quality of those is better, but I think those ones that are kind of like far out, like, oh, this is in the driveway or somebody, you know, we caught somebody walking through the yard. I don't, you know, that's not quite that good yet. All right. Okay, then the tire blows on the limo. And I'm surprised they didn't make any gunfire re- reference here. Oh, yeah. That is a missed opportunity. Like, maybe everyone ducked because they think that Moby's shooting at them. or right. They could have made a decent line out of that. Yeah. I didn't think about that. That would have been better. Barney all of a sudden is feeling very sorry for himself. <laughs> this is very un-Barney-like at this point. And Ted tries to liven things up by singing the Bon Jovi song. Robin joins him. No, Robin started it. Oh, did she? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. And then Ted joins in. Mary Beth's clearly annoyed yeah. by this and feeling left down. But I do enjoy Barney's, like, pensiveness. <laughs> the circuits are jammed because everyone around the world calling their loved ones. 
everyone except Barney. <laughs> and he starts talking about, like, his carousel of, I didn't write it all down, but, like, booze, bimbos, cigars, and suits, maybe. I think, I feel like that was on the Hulu and not the TV version. Oh, uh, okay. What do you think? Um, yeah. I think that part, that specific part. Yeah. But the other... The him starting to be pensive part, and I do like Yo Robin's kind of like, wait, this is just because you lost the mix. Yeah, it was a strange turn, and I wondered if they were trying to do some parallel where the e- the mood of the evening is rising and falling, like a mix CD sometimes is, as opposed to all rise, because they do have a lot of ups and downs. Interesting. But yeah, so then yeah, Maybe that's I'm why. Too much about that, probably. <laughs> but that's when Robin starts, you know, singing, trying to be like, "No, we need to stay psyched," like, you know. And I have to point out that you know, Robin singing is not great for somebody who was supposedly a Canadian pop star. <laughs> yeah, we're not there yet. That there would be all that. Mary Beth needs some air. She goes to the roo- the moon roof. Her and. Ted go up there to talk, and she says she's leaving. Asks how long he's been in love with Robin. He kind of denies it. She says that, you know, she cares about you too, I can tell. And he then kind of re- reveals himself. Yeah. And then she gives him, she goes and then comes back, gives him one last hug, <laughs> which I thought was a nice way to end the character. Yeah. Okay, 19 minutes till midnight. Barney talks about the last time he was in the limo was his grandfather's funeral. He was going to his last, his grandfather's funeral in a way he still is. What does that even mean? He's just being really dark and, <laughs> you know, like, this is his, all, all of this is just leading his way to death, <laughs> I guess. I guess. Lily's calling through the marshal through the roof constantly, we think, to, you know, that's going to be to no avail. And it's silly. I like, yeah, she goes, I'm going to call Marshall. And then she just goes and starts shouting out of the Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot about that part. (laughs) Robin reminds Ted about their midnight kiss that they promised. And there's kind of a look between them. And then all of a sudden, Derek calls Robin. Robin takes the call. At this point, Lily, Ted, and Barney. Well, Lily and Ted are up there through the moonroof. And then Barney comes up and just does a very obvious, purposeful (laughs) face rub against her front and she slaps him as he comes up. It's terrible. Bad Barney. Yeah, you don't do that. But it is funny. <laughs> it is funny. Because I mean, they can barely all three fit, so it could almost be like it would be that hard for him to get but up there. But he's very obviously trying to put his face in her boob. Yeah. Yeah, you don't do that. Ted is starting to get desperate. Like, he really wants to get to this party if they hurry up and they can walk there and get there by 1245 and celebrate Central Time. And Barney's just like... No, Lord, yeah. Barney's fed up with Ted's continued enthusiasm and just let it die, bud. Yeah, New Year's is always the worst. Magical, perfect New Year's doesn't exist. Lily's still calling out for Marshall, and then we hear Marshall call back from the and distance. I do kind of like, yeah, with Ted and Barney are kind of having this serious conversation, and then Lily's just in the middle screaming in both their faces, Marshall! He miraculously hears her and calls back and then comes out of a cloud of steam to the sound of Bon Jovi. <laughs> it was a nice little moment. Yeah. It brings the psychitude back. Yeah, and he was at whatever party he was at. I think it was five. He said it was awesome. It was so awesome. He wants to cry. It was so awesome. Well, no, he went to Moby's party, and then I think he left there because he got Moby's and his shirt. And, then and he it says Eric. And it says Eric. But he did get Barney's CD back. 
Which, again, I find this a little... <laughs> it doesn't make any sense because he's like, oh, I heard it playing and I took it. <laughs> Good for him. But how did he know that was Barney's mix? Like, did he have the song work Maybe memorized? He, I don't know. Maybe he assumed that Moby took it because he saw it. Moby. Maybe. Not Moby. So, yes, then he goes to party number five and it was amazing and they should all go there. Yeah, he doesn't give any details, but they have to go. And all of a sudden, Natalia's back in the limo. She was asleep in the front seat. There was really no good joke around that. I felt like something more could have been done with it. Yeah. So I like the, can you get us 20 blocks in eight minutes? I can do it in six. (laughs) And then they're just stuck. Because you're hopeful at that point for them. Right. There's three minutes left. Ted pops the cork of the champagne, says put her in park, and then talks about a bunch of sentimental crap and how this is the perfect New Year's Eve because he's with the people he loves. And all of a sudden, Derek shows up. Now, how the heck did he find them? I know she got a call from him, but right. I mean, I there's guess. probably a bunch of limos out there. Yeah. Maybe he was going knocking door to door on limos. <laughs> yeah, it seems unlikely. I guess she could have been like, oh, we're at this intersection, and then you know, there's a traffic jam. They haven't gotten very far, but yeah, it seems... And by the point that Mary Beth left, you would think, since she's already sort of committed to kissing Ted at midnight, that she would have said, just, you know, don't bother at this point. I'll see you tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. I don't know why she would have said, you know, we're on Fifth Street and we're not moving very fast and maybe you could find us. Right. But oh well. Maybe he'll give everybody some money for New Year's. (laughs) And then Ted leaves the limo. Robin comes after him for the kiss. And it's a nice kiss. Yep. She keeps her deal. And, you know, Ted has a nice little speech, but, you know, it was, you might, you know, the kid, you might feel bad for me, but 2006, you know, it was a oh, big right. one. You know, not every night has a happy ending, but they're all important and they're all leading somewhere, which was, you know, kind of nice and sentimental. Ew. <laughs> and that's it. And that is it. So, yeah, it was an episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best I can say about it. It was an episode. It was. I, do you know what's next? Happened. Did you write down what's next? Is it the wedding? The wedding, Because yes. that's pretty good. Yeah. That's, I'm excited about that one because we have, oh, what's the bride? Claudia. She, yeah, Claudia. <laughs> she is great as a bridezilla. Yeah, now next week, next week's a little more exciting. And then we get into the Victoria stuff, mm-hmm. and that brings us to game night, which is yes. one of the best of this season. So there is a... Very bright future for us coming up soon. It's all leading somewhere. Oh, we're almost to season two. Season two is so good. Season two and three, every, almost every episode is like a belly full of turkey and We have a ways night. to go. <laughs> we do. Yeah, I know. I'll be happy enough to get to new episodes that we don't have to re-record. Yes, I was just looking at that, so I think we... Last left off on episode 17, so we still still got a ways to go, but the end is in sight. Based on popular demand, pe- well, people keep asking me, Steve. <laughs> people? What people? How, why don't you give us more lists and rankings? And I thought, you know, when I find a ranking that matches with the show, I will share it until people tell me that they don't like it or that they love it. Okay. Maybe you could do something yourself. You know what? I still think you should do your ranking of your top ten favorite podcasts because you listen to so many. It would be interesting to know, I don't know if I what your favorites it down are. To top ten. Yeah, actually, maybe that's 
maybe that's cursing you to ask you to do that. <laughs> when Jen has to make a decision on a menu at a restaurant, it will take her 20 minutes. And didn't we find out that there's sort of a common like brain malfunction about this, that there are people that have so many issues making decisions <laughs> that they actually like have a name for it? That does not sound familiar, but I believe it. I feel like we had that conversation. We like There was something that we read about or someone was talking about it where some people have such a bad issue that it's it, it really is crippling. Chidi sort of has it on... Mm-hmm. On the good place. <laughs> on the good place where he has so much... See, so this should be a lesson to you <laughs> that you could end up in the bad place because of all your issues I mean, with making decisions. I kind decisions. of reject that premise because everybody ends up in the bad place in the good place. Sorry for anybody <laughs> that hasn't watched that show yet. That's true. That's a good point. So that's a flawed system. Do you want to tell people where they can find us? Yes, well, I thought you had a list. What? You were talking about having a list. Oh, no, I am going to do that, but like, oh. I'll, I'm going to do my favorite desserts when we get to Victoria's <laughs> okay. cupcakes and stuff. Okay. But I won't do it. I, I don't have anything for today. Gotcha. All right. You can email us at runklerecaps at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at runklerecaps, R-U-N-K-L-E. And you can find us on Instagram at underscore how I met your podcast underscore. So please reach out. We love hearing from people. Um, any Anything you have to say about the upcoming episodes, like we said next week is the wedding or just you know, overall impressions of season one or anything you want to bring up. If you want to hear more or less of Steve's lists. <laughs> how dare you? More. Always more. Okay, well, this was podcast number one. We have four more podcasts to go to, so we thanks everyone for tuning in, and we'll we'll uh, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.